Welcome back to All Out West and what an eventful week in the A-League from West United's win over the holidaying Raw to the massive spectacle that was the original rivalry to CCM pantsing the Smurfs. This week you are joined by Wallace who returns with a newborn child in tow and uh, Scott for the first time in a while. How's it going lads? Scott, COVID. welcome back. Oh, Have you though? Omicron's back. out. Well, I haven't got my my test back yet, but um, I'm sure I'll survive. Yeah, it's good to be back from paternity leave from the pod. Uh, we don't pay well, so it's pretty solid is at uh, the All Out West podcast. Uh, so I'm about to get four days and a packet of chips. Pretty solid. Uh, yeah, good to be back. What a huge week. I was a huge fan of the shithousery from the OSM with that... Uh, Omicron uh, spread as Melbourne, uh, Tifo. That was sick. And is anyone ever unhappy when the Smurfs lose? I'm not. No. And Jets are getting up as well, which is pretty sick. Yeah. And for the first time in a long time, Yule didn't score for them. Yeah, what the hell? It's a bit like um, Benzel Halls didn't score for us either for the first time in a few games. I'll, I'll flex on that later because of last week's segment. We'll get into that. Um, so, happy to move into it, guys. Can I just clarify one thing from the intro from last week? There was a bit of an ina- inaccuracy there. So, when my firstborn daughter was born, which was during the Anzac clash between Essen and Collingwood of 2017, the Dons won. I apologize. I thought you said they lost. I, I, I had to double check it. I'm pretty sure you said you me saying they lost. Yeah, I was under the impression we did. I completely forgot. It was a big day. It was a big day. Oh, well, you're now two from two. I know, exactly. But uh, right, now, I'm not going to keep we focus on... <laughs> Now can we focus on some actual football? Yeah, why not? All right, let's get into the club update. So on Wednesday, 8th of December, Western United announced the club had hit a record 8,000 members. The club has, ex- has experienced decent year-on-year increases. What are your thoughts? I think it's good marketing. I think they're positioning themselves well in a pretty... Like the, it was an established market to begin with, which is always hard when you, I'm going to refer to West United as a product because it is, it's a selling a, an idea, a concept to to football fans. And I think it's doing really well. Like it's not bad to have 8,000 fans. I don't think everyone's a rusted on going, every, go every week, but it's still building. People are interested and it's appealing to more casual fans through the, the amazing price points for the packages. Scott, what do you think? Uh, well, me being me, of course, I'd like to know where the hell these 8,000 fans are. That's Look, everyone's asking questions. There's no point beating around the bush. You've got 8,000 members. Why can't we at least put three minimum a game? It, it makes me wonder. That, you know, I get it. I get it. It's, you know, a big signing for the club and it sounds like it's a big deal, but... I'm asking the, the straight shooter questions. Where the hell are they? Where is this 8,000 so-called members that we've got? Why aren't at least half of them showing up at a home game on a Saturday night? Perfect time, perfect 
day, everything goes well, and yet we couldn't even pull 3,000. That's my question. Look, and it's it's a valid question to ask. I'd say part of the answer, and it won't explain all of it or all of the numbers, but I'd say part of it's got to do with, I think a lot of people are buying it in, say, the Wyndham area, but don't want to travel yet. They're waiting for the stadium to be built. Um, Part of it could also be that it doesn't actually break down what the packages are, whether it's a full season membership, whether it's you know, active, not active, three game, whatever it may be. It could be, do they still do the Ballarat packs? Or the Geelong packs? There's a Geelong pack still. There's a lot of three game memberships though. Three, I think it's three, five and seven. So they could just be waiting to utilize them. And I think a lot of people would actually would be... It would be cheaper to get a membership with us and Paramount Plus at that, like this. I think it's the seven or nine game where you get Paramount Plus free. I think it's a, like cheap to do for a lot of people to get Paramount Plus that way for a year. But also, a lot of people may be fans of other teams, of the Victorian teams in particular, to get free tickets to those games as well. So, say you're a Victory fan, you want to attend the quote unquote derbies, derbies, whatever, however you feel about it. Um, you will be purchasing that because that for that thirty bucks or whatever, you got three tickets. You got the you can go to those other those away games free of charge. You know what I mean? I think there's a lot of opposite, like Victorian fans who have done that to get those those tickets, which again I do have are our biggest sellers. I do have one thing to say to those fans that they have a crack at us for jumping ship or whatever joining woo. You do not go out and buy the opposition t- tickets membership. Your opposition team membership, no matter what, you're supposed to hate the club. You don't go buying your memberships. It's football. You don't promote up the teams. It's it's just the rule. I completely agree. But if that's what they're doing, look, it's more money in the club's pocket, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a cheap way right. to do it. It's yeah, go on. Yeah, no, I, I look. I think we might move on from that one and uh, go into the injury update. So again, Seb Pasquale remains a long-term injury. Um, Rene Crin still remains unavailable due to fitness. We spoke about it in depth last week. It just seems odd that he's still not up to it yet. I'm wondering if there's like an undisclosed injury again that they're just not quite letting us know about yet. On or that he's note, just the sticker. But the thing is, he's got to break into the squad, and Lestigas been. Pro- I, I'm assuming he come in for Lestigas' role. You know what I mean? Lestigas not been I've, bad. Him and Kilkenny are melding together like really well. I have a theory. I think mm-hmm. Matt. I think he's going to come out in the second half and just absolutely destroy the shit out of the teams. He's holding back. <laughs> All for that. He's he's holding back for the final push. Not not upset if that's what happens. Um, also, Leo Lacroix is uh, recovering from a knock which occurred at the City game, and uh, Alexander Priovic is side, uh, has now been sidelined with a low-grade hamstring strain has been confirmed. When do you reckon we might see him back? I'd say two to three weeks, give or take, how bad it is. like He's a bit older, and that's not a sledge. Um, I think we pushed him out pretty fast in contrast to Renee. So I, I think we'll have him on the sidelines for a bit, but we're also proving that we don't need. He would be it'd be nice to have, but between the people we have, we do have goals in us. Yep. 
totally. Yeah, um, I think I think it, with Leo, I think it was also. I don't think he's too bad. I reckon he was more rested. We did play Brisbane. He's an older player. Best time to rest a key defender in a game like that. It's not a heavy goal scoring team. Rather than risk him down the track. As soon as I saw he was out, that's that was my instant thought. He was, he was more managed rather than any type of injury. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, speaking of uh, management, should we get into the game review in the FFA Cup where there was a lot of management? What's that game review? Yes. Do you like those that little title up there, Scott? Is this is your first week on the new StreamYard version of the podcast. What are your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I'm still looking into it all. It's all new to me. That's okay. You're doing great. So, so I'm going to get into it. On whoa, whoa, go scroll down. On Tuesday night, West United took on Wellington Phoenix at GMHBA Stadium in front of 1,217 fans for our second ever FFA Cup clash. Before we get into it, How's the pregame vibes heading into the match, Scotty? Um, I haven't been to the. I didn't go to the latest. I, I thought uh, you went. My apologies. Oh, I retract no, my I didn't question. Go to the latest, I, I went to the original, the the first FFA game, mm. not the second one. I couldn't get the time off work. But from I've seen a couple of videos and footage, footages. It, it seemed to go all right. As always. The lads were in good in good form, I think, that night. Sorry, I thought you went, Scott. Um, I'll no. retract that statement. Uh, as predicted in our game preview last week, there was rotation to the starting lineup with entire starting 11 from the game versus City being replaced and all senior squad members being rested even from the bench, which I'd like to put a little note there. Topper Stanley did play this game. Yes, he did. So the, the bench players started, mm. but like all the starting 11 were pretty much, from the City game, were yeah. pretty much rested. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. I think yeah, I think Topper Stanley's the only ones had game time in the lead in the lead up to this. That was more so by saying uh, and um what's his name did the week before? Um he came on as a sub. Bayou. Bayou Bayou, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, how do what do you guys think of this lineup? Look, I personally was surprised that we rested look, we spoke about it last week. We thought there'd be heavy rotation, maybe, you know, seven, eight players. We didn't expect the entire eleven to be replaced, that's for sure. Um I think both teams sort of heavily rotated anyway, so it's not like we were going we were cannon fodder going up against a full strength lineup. And I thought it was a good way to get some um management into your pl- into your depth players. Yeah, I was. A, I thought it was a re- really good idea. There was a couple of people that really stood out, and I think it was a smart tactic to really blood these people, get some minutes in the legs. Uh, yeah, big fan of what happened there, Scotty. What are your thoughts? Um, again, complete opposite. I was extremely disappointed with the the whole setup. Why piss take the cup? Yeah, you know, it's, it's a new competition. I think this is our first year. Why? Why, why make a joke of it? Because that's that's exactly what it seemed like with Western United. Pulled out a whole eleven, put a whole bunch. Of, everyone pretty much new, on or NP, you know within our NPL side. Like, look, I expect a bit of rotation, but I uh, you know I don't expect someone like Diamante to play one of these games. At this early stage, but but quite a few other players. People like Wales, Denzel 
uh, Wenzel Halls. He, they're all young, they're fresh. A couple of experienced players within that team could have really helped the helped Western United take the win. At, at this, the way they looked, it just was a joke. They took it as a joke of a cup, and it's quite pathetic in my view. I would like to see Western United aim for every every game, every game they want they play. I wanted to see a you know a, a decent enough side to take a win. And yeah, I was quite disappointed in the selection and whoever was involved with that, whether that was Aloisi or others involved. That was it was quite a joke to me. But on the plus side, the team we did verse, I forgot already. They did like play that. almost. Uh, that was a near full squad in Wellington. Surprisingly, they, had a pretty, they didn't. It was, they had a pretty close to a pretty, full squad. And, and and that's where we should have been along those lines as well. But, you know, I don't blame the players. I blame the coaching, the management, whoever was there. Because to take a joke of the cup is annoying. But the positive side is the players that did play, the NPL players, a couple of other seniors, they absolutely dominated. They, like, to take on a full A-League club, basically. And, you know, we were the better side, surprisingly. Like we have some absolutely great talent there, young talent. Collins, by far, he's he's an absolute gun, and I cannot wait to see him. And I hope he gets a, an A League call up into the main squad because he was solid down back. And you know, it's good to see some of these players come through. It was a shame he didn't get to play with someone. Oh, he played with Topper Stanley, but if few other players that could have really helped him within the midfield when he was clearing out the ball and things like that. But yeah, no, the kids did fantastic. The young players did fantastic. And a few of the other players that are still warming into the game, like Topper Stanley, did did a great job. And that was the one massive positive out of the game that we, the young players and um, players coming back from injury did an amazing job. So, yeah. Yeah. Yes, so I think there was some positives from it, and it was a good way to blood these players. Like, and on that note, maybe Aloisi and the team had faith in these people to be able to knock out the Wellington team. There's that. There's that possibility. Like, it wasn't a, a high-scoring game where we conceded the most. Do you th- like on on that note? Ryan Scott got some minutes in his legs, which is going to be good for us heading into a busy schedule. Yeah, it was good to see Ryan Scott back, of course, because we know he's a, a an absolute gun keeper. But again, you know, if you pull any other coach out and you put these two squads together, they're all going to know who, who the real team is going to win it. And it'll be Wellington. It was only a matter of time. But, you know, it would have been better to see a couple more solid plays in that side just to sort of help it or at least a full a bench. A, an uh, 11 starting bench just so if we did get one near down we can make three you know three changes and change the outcome of that game and stay in the cup and you know see what we can do and wh- how far we can go into the cup but yeah we yeah. didn't happen so nothing to That's be good. done now 
Yeah, in contrast to the game versus City, we were very aggressive in attacking for most of the 90 minutes and took the game to Wellington. Stats-wise, we ended up with 60% possession, 14 shots with six on target compared to Wellington's four shots with one on target. Kelsey, what are your thoughts? Look, it's, it's exactly as Scott was just saying. Like We actually dominated the game. Had we probably had a fraction of experience on that bench, we could have maybe made a sub or two and probably, you know, jagged something, you know, late in the game. Um, Wellington really got a bit of, like, bit of luck defense. Like, they got numbers back. Um, they were pretty well organized. Um, and they got lucky a couple of times. Um, you know, there, there was a good early chance. Um, you know, there was the um, Oli Sale misread the ball and Pierre has tried to run on, but Sale was lucky enough to be able to recover and get his hand on the ball. Um, you know, Pierre has, did try to get there. Probably could have done a bit better with the golden opportunity like that, but full credit to Sale too for getting back at that moment. Oh, definitely. But that was just those things as sometimes a player can take that that moment and opportunity. On that note of a player seizing the day kind of thing, Carpe DM, yo. Um, so unfortunately against the runner play, Wellington were able to score with a nice ball from Fenton onto the head of the Wayne train who made no mistake with a great header into the corner of the net. And uh, Ryan Scott was stuck to his line. Any thoughts on this goal? Uh, to me, it was, it, you could, this is the whole point of experience and inexperienced players. It was more of, you know, it wasn't the, the greatest goal, but you saw the experience of some of the Wellington players that got the ball down and ended up getting the goal. It, you could just see it wasn't, you know, young people getting getting a bit of luck. You can see a bit of the experience behind that goal, which could have been stopped, but it could have been changed as well. So it was there. They did well and they, they did get lucky towards the end that we didn't score and Pierre didn't score mainly. Um, yeah, so my thoughts on that goal, uh, make it clear, I don't think it was any one defender or Ryan Scott's fault at all. Um, it was a good ball into the box, um, followed by a great finish into the corner. Um, you know, we had numbers in the on the line. We did what we could. Um, I noticed we seem to have lost uh, Wallace there due to technical difficulties, but we'll push on. Um, yeah, it was just a bit... Unlucky. You're right. Had we had a bit more experience on that line, we might have been able to do an offside trap or possibly be able to clear it. But given what we had, given the quality of the ball and the the quality of the finish as well, you know, uh, Wayne's punished us twice now in two games. You know, he, he seems to know how to find the net against us. Yeah, it was an experienced goal, and yeah, there wasn't much the guys on the pitch could really do to stop that. Really. It's just, you know, one of those goals. Can't do nothing about it. Yeah. Well, with Wallace gone, I'll take over the uh, review here for a minute. Um, so after the goal and for much of the second half, Wellington were very happy to sit back and invite the pressure, kind of like we did against City. And it nearly came undone for them in the 74th minute with an effort from outside the box from Milanovic requiring a good save from Ollie Sale. In the end, obviously, we would lose 1-0 and uh, it would be the end of our first ever FFA Cup run. Um, Again, the biggest positive was that we got to see our kids in action. Um, who stood out for you, Scott? Collins. Collins by a far mile 
all I could say is uh, to all the NPL teams, beware because our NPL side is going to be amazing this season. If that's what we got. Yeah, like he was very good. He he was really on point. Um, and then I'll tell you who I liked. I liked um, Thea Harris and Bayou. I thought they were excellent on the attacking front to go with Collins. I thought the three of them really gave us something for the future. Yeah, definitely. Theo wasn't far off, but yeah, I just can't go past Collins. He was an absolute freak. And look, if, with that performance he pull, put on against Wellington, if you put him with Leo, not many people would be getting past him. It was just an... Yeah, you know, I don't know whether he pulls that every game. I've, I've, this is the first time I've seen Collins in action, but if that's how he is, he'll be in our team within the next year or two. I would hope. I would like to see him at least once or twice this season. And yet, yeah, Theo uh, was just outstanding. Theo's definitely a bench starter for the season. He'll bring on the, the, the quickness. He's got a bit of trickery behind him, beautiful crosses, and he's not afraid to have a shot every now and then. So, to see him on the bench this season would make me a happy man. Yep, and I thought Bayou was good too with creating chances. He really tried to open up play and tried to open up that Wellington defence, tried to move him around, disrupt their shape a little bit. I, those three were probably the key standouts. Yeah, definitely. Completely agree. And sorry about that, guys. I cut out for some reason. It's all good. So we've just covered up. Uh, does anyone have any final thoughts on the game? No, I think I've said my piece. I'll leave it at that. All right, so moving on. So for the second game in the week, we had a double header this week. Uh, we played on Saturday afternoon in the family dinner time slot of 5.05 p.m. West United took on the touring Brisbane Raw in front of 2,875 people at GMHBA. Back from a heavily rotated FFA Cup side, we had pretty much what we have come to expect from our starting eleven with a couple of big names missing due to injury being Priovic and Lacroix, which we've already covered. Um, what were your thoughts on the squad leading into this game? This is the squad we will kind of want to see, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. that's. I was quite happy with it. I, I Dylan Menzel Halls has really made a name for himself thus far, get a couple of goals, put himself in the right positions. I am really gutted we didn't have him last season when we really could have used a secondary striker to put the heat on Barisha. And Lockie Wales is really coming into his own. And Connor Payne. It's amazing. Yeah, Connor Payne really stepped up this week. It was great to see him back. And he's obviously really working well with Wales and Bulls up there too. So, Yeah, definitely. Um, so... It was announced prior to this uh, match. This was Joshy Risden's 200th A-League game. And uh, did he come out to play or what? With an early yellow card, multiple shots on goal, and a head wrap looking like a cross between Dengar and Lawrence Thomas in that controversial grand final. How did you guys rate his performance in this game? Did anyone like the Star Wars reference in that, that, that piece there? I was really happy with that. I was genuinely happy when I wrote that. Sorry. Really happy with it. I was so impressed with Rizzo. This is this is what we missed. Again, referencing last season, he was aggressive. He was chasing play. He was creating. He was taking shots from outside the box. He was crossing. I was just, I was gobsmacked. This is what I want to see week in, week out. 
I have a funny feeling we may have lost Scott now. Okay, so, I think we're uh, losing a person every single uh, game review, so we'll just move on. Yeah, next thing. So, um, although West United managed only 44% of the possession, uh, Raw had difficulty moving out of the defensive half, which reflected in the eight shots on goal with only one on target. Do you think the travel has really gotten to them? Yeah, I, th- I think it has. I Yeah, they've, they've played the last three games in Victoria. It is what it is. We had the same thing happen with our caravan, of like our little tour, Kentucky tour last year. It, it beat you down. And um, as you correctly noted, um, it was also evident with uh, Brown and uh, Lasano coming off in the 47th and 62nd minute. Like, they're early subs for, you know, quality players. Definitely. Um, so, in what was a beautiful lead-up, Risden fed the ball to Wales, who crossed it in for a miraculous goal by Payne. Is it just me, or has Payne really improved since the formation change and playing in more natural attacking position? I will say year on year, I, f- I think he's grown at West United. I remember, you know, saying he was a bit of a journeyman when we first did his uh, player review three years ago, and he's more than a journeyman these days. Completely agree. What do you think of Connor Payne, Scott? Uh, Connor Payne, as I, I think I've said it multiple times throughout the season, he's just what he's just one of those honest, hard-working players. No matter where he is, he'll back the club, he'll back his teammates, and he'll do whatever he can to to to, to supply the team. Really, so and that's what he's done again. He's had a, an amazing performance. He pulls them out every now and then, completely out of the blue, and you know he got the winner, and it was fantastic for him. So. Now, about that, do we actually have footage of the winner? Apologizes. Sorry? Do you want to watch the, 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 the shot, Scotty? His time. Yeah. The pass to Risden. Have they unlocked Brisbane here? Wales. Payne. Brilliant from Western United. A super goal from Connor Payne. What do you what think of that, Scotty? Oh, oh, yeah. I do think he got goal of the round, if I'm correct. From I can't remember where I saw it. I read it somewhere. I think he's been nominated. So I'm not sure if they've confirmed it, but I would take it. That's a pretty solid goal, and he's not known sure for crazy he shit. Oh, he probably yeah, will no, by the time this good, comes out. He'll probably have had it by then. But uh, hopefully, he deserves it most. Yeah. Yeah. Now, don't let that pretty finish uh, fool you. This was by no means uh, a pretty game at all, with Raw throwing the kitchen sink into the penalty box to keep all 19 shots out. How do you think we can start to convert these chances into goals more effectively? I have an idea. We get Dylan Wenzel-Halls on Lockie Wales' shoulders. I'm joking. Sorry, I went silly. But no, I, I think we need to be... Just more aggressive. Get in that box. Really start hack and slash and get in there. What do you think, Scotty? Yeah, it's the one thing that we've lacked over the last two uh, season and a half now. So if you're in the box and you've got a opportunity to kick the ball towards the goal, just just take it. Don't try and get fancy with it. Just just kick it. I think there was a moment Wenzel Hall's tried to get a perfect opportunity. 
he tried to be too clean with the ball and end up getting a bit uh, fiddled with the ball, went under his feet. If he just took the clean shot straight off the bat, who knows, it probably could have been a goal. And, yeah, it's sometimes just take a shot. If you miss, you miss. If you don't, you know, at least by the time you try and make it all fancy looking, it's probably too late to have a shot anyway, like what happened to uh, Wenzel Halls on Saturday night. So just take the shot. See what happens. Daily, can't it? Well, it's, a very, it's actually a very good point. Sometimes, yeah, they try to be too cute in the box and just having a crack sometimes gets you the goal. Definitely. you just got to have a bit of confidence in yourself. Yep. This ain't so, ACL. This is A-League. Just have a shot. Yep. I, I agree with that. So some interesting subs were made during the game with Pierre's coming on for Dylan Wenzel Halls, which bolster are attacking power in the 75th minute. Um, do you think this is a product of Previch's unavailability? Like next on next came off the rank is Pieris when they don't have somebody else to sub. Scott? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, definitely. Pieris is our our third backup, obviously. And you know, I don't hate to see him. He's got pace. He can score a goal or two every now and then. So him or Wales. But Wales started, so you could sort of push Wales in front of goals and then have Pierre's on the the wing or have Pierre's of the goals. They're both sort of similar players and they both can really do the job. I think we have the issue just going on to that, though. Wales and Price are pretty much like they would play that same role. So I dare say we're not going to have both of them for that long unless we can offer them full-time kind of minutes. So that's a bit of a worry for me, but at least um, he's getting some game time coming on for Dylan Menzel Halls. Um, he really added a bit of speed, but definitely Prijevic would have been subbed in if he was available, if he didn't have that hammy. Yeah. Um, so what were your thoughts on, uh, uh, Scott, I'll direct this one at you because I know you really like um, Thea Harris. Well, what were your thoughts on Thea Harris, Bayou and Milanovic getting late call-ups in the match? Um, it was, it was great to see. I honestly, did, did they get any game time? I sort of got to be carried away towards the end of the game. So I was at a family Christmas party, so no, no, all good. I didn't I'll... see if they come on, on, on or not. Thea Harris, I think was around but... the 70, uh, the 80th minute. Bayou and Milanovic was around the 90th. They, they were just, um, time killers really. Yeah. Yeah, well, it was good to see that they really put a, a bit of gave a bit of game time in Theo because Theo has as he's shown in the FFA Cup that he could really step up and put a bit of pressure running forward and who knows what he he could have done with some tired Brisbane defenders. So it was good to see. It was a shame he couldn't get nothing out of it, but um, yeah, it's good to see some of the kids that shown some great signs, get a call up in the A-League. Yeah. I, um, I too, was pretty excited, especially to see Bayou. He's someone I've been pretty keen on, especially since Manny Agwek went to CCM, which was a bit I'm a bit devastated about. And Milanovic is always good. He's got a sweet little stash now. Uh, and Theo Harris, he's 
again, did really well in the FFA Cup and I think will be someone, especially when we need that depth later in the season, is really going to have get a bit of game time. Yep. Now, just moving on to the final thoughts, and the one I have is uh, last week we had a question, yes or no. Basically, would Dylan Windsor Hall score his third for his third game in a row, and would Jamie Young keep his third clean sheet in a row? I was the only one to say no and yes, and I was correct. So suck that, Jay and Leb. Suck that. <laughs> Anyone else have any final thoughts? Well, yeah, well played, sir. You're the only person I know who'd remember something despite someone who's not on the podcast this week. Uh, well played. Um, my final thought is uh, that is the most Kelsey thing ever, but Young's really doing well. He had some decent saves during that game, although he didn't have a lot of like shots on target. I think he's leading from the back well. That for me is a bit of a final thought. And Topper Stanley, like what? Yeah, I'm I'm really enjoying Topper Stanley. I've got some beef with Topper at the moment. Why is that? I don't think I, I don't think I've seen him have one crack at goal. That's all. <laughs> he I'm... promised us. He promised us goals. Look, I don't care. I don't care if he's standing in the back line. He could do it. I want to see it. And uh, on that note, I'd like to give I'd like to give a shout out to his new dog Odin. I saw it on Instagram. He's got a new dog. Shout out. Looks pretty good. Looks like he likes pats. Yeah, shout out. Uh, do you guys want to get into player of the dog. season? Yeah, let's get into it. <laughs> now, we were all pretty tied, and I'm just going to show the graphic in the right-hand corner that uh, Paramount Plus 10, whatever they're called, showed. And they just – it's in the, the right-hand corner of your screen. Uh, they completely butchered the, the photos of the Alex Tobin medals, which ironically is – the votes we had, so they were on point. Except for Scott, so, who had one different. And um, I don't think it was a... I think it was a pretty worthy inclusion who we threw the extra point to. We could... I'll run through it. So, J-Leb, Kelsey, and myself gave three to Rizzo, two to Payne, one to Wales. Now, Scott, do you remember who you vo- gave your votes to? Would you like me to read them out? No, I gave it uh, three to Risden, obvious reasons. Yep. Two to Payne, goal, and he, he was dangerous in attack. And one to... Ben Gruccio. Is it Gruccio? Yeah. Friend of the pod. I reckon, I reckon he did I reckon he did a lot of great runs down the the side and he had one or two good crosses in. He, he jumped down the back and he was he was quite helpful and dominant in the back. And I thought, you know, that's that's good enough effort to deserve at least one vote. He was sort of all over the pitch. He had I can't remember how many passes, like sixty something short passes or something along along those lines. But yeah, he, he did very well and I thought he deserves a vote for that. No, I think it's a worthy inclusion. Do you guys want to know who won the round? And I think it's going to be obvious. Uh, Josh Risden on 15 points. Do you want to know who's winning the, co- the competition currently? Yes, because we didn't have the leaderboard last week due to technical difficulties, aka I couldn't do it. That's okay. I put it in the Google Drive for the podcast and it wasn't updated. I was like, classic Kelsey. Yeah, my I'm bad. guessing Leo. Yeah, it is Leo Lacroix on 24 points. Neil Kilkenny on 23. Connor Payne, it, he pretty much just between this and round two, where he had the assist, uh, is up on 17. Risen's pretty much pushed himself into fourth place in one game on 15. 
And Jamie Young. Uh, yeah, last week really got him some votes. Yeah. So that's Don't our top five. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be interesting. Uh, I'd like to take a minute to talk about something a little bit different. Do you guys know about sports, mate? If you're as passionate about West United as we are, you won't want to miss any of the season's A-League action. And the easiest, quickest, and best way to catch every game from every angle is with the A-League Live app. Search for A-League Live on Sportsmate or Sportsmate in the app or Google Play stores. I'm a big fan. We use this for our analysis, for our, like, how we discuss things internally. When we argue about Ryan Scott versus Jamie Young, this is how we do it. Check it out. Again, like oh, we needed those um, subs. And we'll quickly able to access it like that. They just exactly. give you everything you need. Oh, I'll yeah. say one thing. At least update. Can you update this week's match? Because that was killer. So <laughs> There's obviously a little glitch or error there, and it was quite annoying. But yeah. Yeah. That's okay. I I, I noticed that as well, but it's all good. Um, do you guys want to get into the game preview? Yeah. Let Let's do it. So, uh, despite what the run sheet says, uh, saying a game preview of Brisbane, my fault for not updating it, we actually on Friday night at GMHBA Stadium at 7.45 take on Adelaide United. Uh, Like Brisbane, though, Adelaide have not had the best start and are currently sitting 10th on the table with three draws and one loss from four games and are coming off a home loss against their original rivalry uh, team, Melbourne Victory. Um, Quick yes or no to you both. Can our defence make a fourth clean sheet in a row? If Leo's there, yes. I agree. Leo is a big factor in this question, but I have a lot of faith in Tomoki Amai because he's a very, like, he does the job. He works great. And Topper Stanley, both quality centre-backs. I think it can be done but there is a lot of danger from Adelaide's attack. I think especially in their game against victory, they were, they were unlucky with some of the calls and that was a, like, yeah, that was a pretty, that they'll probably still be fatigued from that. You know what I mean? Like they probably have night terrors about it, but yeah, yeah, I think we can do it. I think we can do it. Okay. Well, speaking of, um, LaCroix, um, do you think we'll see him and Prijevic this week or in some capacity, even if it's on the bench, or do you think they'll have another week off? Lacroix, yes. we'll see Leo. Yeah, Lacroix, yes. Prijevic, I reckon he'll be... Bench. Maybe. Yeah, I agree. The, the hamstring, they will. That he's, he's signed for two years. I reckon they're going to let him rest. We're in pretty good hands with DWH and... Payne's doing well as, yeah, I, I think he'll get rested. Yeah, leave a minor hamstring to fully recover because a minor hamstring turns into a major one pretty quickly. Yeah. Um. So last week, uh, Jayla and I spoke about um, how good teams grind out 1-0 wins and they're important to any successful side. But it's also important to try and get a uh, two or three goal margin to boost that goal difference. Do you think we should try and push for that two or three goal margin this week? Or should we keep trying to just focus on maintaining the status quo and keep the focus on grinding out wins with solid platform at defense first? And then if the opportunities come later, we chase the extra goals. I'm 
defensively minded when it comes to myself, like counterattacking. So I'd rather keep concede, like lower the chances of conceding goals first and then work from there. I think it's a good starting point. But that being said, our history with Adelaide has typically been a few high scoring games, like at uh, that game at Whitnova, which Kelsey, you may not remember. Oh, uh, I was 4 3. Yeah, no, I bet just the day. Uh, we've got a few, we've had a few big games, that big one in Adelaide, which Scott, you won't remember. Yeah, no. Yeah, you get my point. 5 2, I believe. First day of Ron Scott. That's it. (laughs) Yeah, so I'm interested to see what happens because we typically always go balls to the wall with these guys, but I'm I'm interested to see what's going to happen. It's going to be interesting. Yep, totally agree. So, what are the score predictions? Two nil. Ah, Western United. I'm gonna go three two. It's gonna be fun. I will I say two one. Actually, no. If the starts, I think it'll be a clean sheet. So I see a one or two nil. If he doesn't, there's a chance we could concede, and it'll be two one. I look forward to you mocking us next week if we're not on the pod and you're right. So I look forward to being mocked if I'm wrong. 100%. Um, do you guys want to move on to something a bit closer to home? Actually, it's a bit further technically, oh. but this is something in the West. Just, this is the, just um, a, Sorry to jump in. Just to mention with okay. the Adelaide game this week, uh, I don't think it's been announced yet, but I, I do know the service crew and of the um whatever you call it the supporters group we're 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 all getting in our christmas gear celebrate celebrating a bit of a christmas themed because it is our last home game i think it's our last game before christmas so i know quite a few of the boys are dressing up in their christmas gear and i think mace is dressing up as santa hopefully be all good santa but yeah we're going to dress up in christmas theme and probably pop out a few Christmas carols for a bit of light entertainment for Christmas time. So feel free to join in and um, bring a Santa hat or whatever you got along and come enjoy the game. Love it. On that note, Scott, are you modeling the new Western Service Crew t-shirt tonight for us? I am. They aren't quite on sale yet. We We are still waiting for... You're in production. You're in the production stuff. So this is sneak peek. They are coming out soon. This is sneak peek. If you listen to the pod, this is the the new shirt for the for the season. Should should be available. Um, uh, was hoping for this week, but it could be early next week at the latest. So this isn't it. There's more. There's more merch to come as well, which I can't quite advertise at the moment which is why they're not up for sale at the moment so they are coming soon and get behind it uh get yourself a nice shirt slash jumper or singlet if you wish to help support the active end and help fund some more equipment whenever ricky is involved in games and breaks the equipment so 
I'll just make yeah. you break more equipment. Love Ricky. No, Shout no, out Ricky. Not, not, our, not our equipment. <laughs> but not ours. <laughs> okay, let's let's leave it there and let's move on to something that's we don't get to cover often, but are very excited to cover more often, which is Calder United, our I'd say, dare say sister club. You know what I mean? Are versing South Melbourne FC this weekend for the Nike Cup. A true rivalry match. Exactly. This is the first chance we get to support our women's team against South Melbourne FC. And we know they're bitter about the fact we got an A-League license and they didn't. It's, yeah. I want to see everyone there. Cold United got one before them too because they're our (laughs) W-League side. Exactly. But I want to I want to get a little bit of a, like give a little bit of perspective there for everyone what's happening. So Calder United solidified their spot after downing Box Hill on Saturday. Friend of the pod, Alex Sinclair, sealed the win with 10 minutes to go. Could it be any better than our Calder United taking on South Melbourne FC, who the latter destroyed Bullying Lions 5-1 in the semis this weekend as well. So they're a formidable force. Who, and from my understanding, they fielded their the, the younger portion of the team with about nine of their experienced players not in that lineup. So this is going to be a really good contest. Uh, make sure you head down on Sunday to at CB Smith Reserve, kick off at 4 p.m. and support the future W League team. And hopefully we get this we get this win, this collective win against South Melbourne FC. Yeah, well, like, um, so, sorry. Uh, All I can say is the service crew will be down there that game. We are making a full effort to get down there and support the future Western United girls. So service crew are going, a bunch of others are going. We want to have at least three quarters of the stadium, you know, rocking. And these, these girls with a bit of atmosphere behind them, they're not used to seeing it too much yet. I remember seeing him in Tasmania when... The service crew were there and you know, we were running small numbers being over in Tasmania, but they absolutely loved us. They enjoyed it. The, their adrenaline was pumping because of the atmosphere. So come down. We're going to give an absolute hell and hopefully give them the motivation to get over the line and yet again beat South Melbourne. Beat them to an A-League licence. We're going to beat them to the cup. We're going to beat them with the women's team. It's just what we do. Just touching on um, CB Smith Reserve, for those who don't know and they want to check it out, it's in Faulkner. Um, It's just off Sydney Road on Dukes Road. I feel like someone's driving me there, so... Or it's train, one or the other. Look, look, you can can get... So if you're going to take the train, get off at Gowrie Station. It's just across the road from Dukes Road and walk down to to the reserve. Keep your eye on the Western Service Group page. We'll post uh, information on train details on what train and information we are will be taking, and of course, what pre-game pub we'll be at. So, all information will come out eventually. I, uh, yeah, that's, that's sick, man. Now, do you guys want to move on to something a little bit different? Oh, what are we talking about here? Ah. Now, guys, support for All Out West is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world. 
Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth generation trimmer, the lawnmower. You heard that right, the 4.0. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code AWAW21 at manscaped.com. Kelsey, how's your bush going? Dude, it is fantastic. So I used, obviously we spoke about it a couple of weeks ago when we got the product. I used it. It's done such, I want to talk about the quality of the cut. The cut has been, is such quality that I haven't needed to do it again. Wow, really? Yeah, like, and I, I know, like, obviously they want you, like, that just shows you the quality, the fact you're not going to have to be buying blades every other week, because, you know, with a lot of uh, cheaper alternatives, they run out, you're having to replace things. This you're getting quality for what you pay for. You are getting bang for that buck. And being the Scottishman I am, I love bang for my buck. On that note, I'm a big fan of the fact that I feel safe in knowing that my family jewels are safe. You know what I mean? Like, that's a big one for me. You don't want to nick it and then die out on the floor. With Some, some rival bands could, could do that. I don't know. I don't use them. I use Manscaped. But yeah, use the promo code AWAW21 uh, for 20% off uh, shipping. Yeah, the um, balls Scott, thank you. Yeah, and Scott, you haven't had a chance to uh, be on the pod since we joined on. What do you think of the quality of Manscaped? No, absolutely fantastic. Like, um, I don't think you'd get any better. It's just so easy run, no issues, no cuts, no no cuts is like the most important thing around at that very area. But, um, yeah, no, absolutely perfect. And the most important thing is for all the ladies that are listening – it is Christmas coming up, and you know if you're looking for that special time, of course, um, maybe get your lovely man a nice present, and he will, won't thank you any better. And don't forget to use It'll... the promo code AWAW21 for twenty percent off and free shipping. That's a gift that'll keep on giving. But yeah, shout out to our sponsors, uh, Manscapes. Thanks for help us keep the lights on and our ball smooth. Now, what do we have next, Kelsey? Would so you say it's the tipping comp? I would say it's that. And again, I still haven't joined. Fucking join. Now, I'm going to share the screen and show everyone how we're traveling. So scrolling down, as you can see, store DJ have been trying to market things at me. But as you can see, I'm currently winning because I'm all out pests. I'm currently winning on 10 points. Uh, Christopher Russell's coming second. The Joker Baby Jay's had a resurgence. Uh, Ethan, shout out, you're coming also uh, fourth. Now, quarter play games, which I believe is crossbar, they're coming seventh. Methodical Flamethrower, I respect that name. That's pretty solid. Coming 10th, A-Track's ninth. We're going to have a solid prize for this. Now, I'm just going to scroll down. Down, down, down to 16th. Hey, look at Scott. Yeah, I'm just having um, I'm just flexing out you, Scotty. I've, I've, forgotten, uh, I've forgotten a few weeks in a row, to be honest. Sure, mate. And so is Levy. And, sh- and, and, and Nick, you're really not trying to win that prize this year, are you? No, but again, speaking of the prize, I want to reiterate, so as Wallace is in first, he can't actually win the major prize. He can no, win the toilet no. trophy. But you can't win the prize. No, no. So who's coming in the, second again? Christopher Russell. Keep your keep your tips in. I want to see a happy face with a solid prize. And Andrew Tran, we still want a photo of you with the trophy from last year. 
There we go. Also, I forgot to put this up, but there it is. Whoa, I'm terrible at banners tonight. So, will we be doing our tips for the next round? Oh, we don't, we don't have to review them. We can. Do you want to review? It? You want to go through it? Well, we did it last week. Let, let's do it. We haven't done that. I, we haven't done that when I've been on for a while. Um, are you going to do it, Kelsey? Since you haven't logged yeah, on. Pretty much, yes. I, I thought I'd get it. Just give me a second. I'm just getting the round of games up. Thank you, A League Live again, for saving me two weeks running now. All um, right. So, you ready, Kelsey? Yeah. So we start off with the banger: West United and Adelaide. Western, any day of the week, two goals, winning. Boom. Western, 2-0. Oh, the... uh, I'm just going to say, Wallace, you did say 3-2. You said it was going to be a banger. You're kind of contradicting yourself here. Which Walking one is contradiction. it? Do you know what? 50-goal lead. I can't lose. I'm winning the I'm winning the tripping comp, man. I don't care anymore. Uh, well, I've set. You want to move on? Well, I'll stick with my tip, even though I'm, I haven't actually joined the tipping comp. If Lacroix's in, it's 2 0. If Lacroix's out, it's 2 1. So, then on uh, Saturday at Blue Tongue Stadium, we have the Mariners in Western Sydney. Uh, I'm going to go CCM. They smashed Sydney last week. Who was it? Sorry. CCM in Western Sydney. CCM. Yeah, I think it's unanimous there. Uh, then we have the, um, I guess you'd call it the Melbourne Derby, City and Victory. I'm going to go with Victory. They're looking like they're in better form. Yeah, City uh, are doing what they do best and um, joking. Uh, I'll say a draw. Interesting. Then uh, we have at the Dolphin Stadium and finally not travelling, Brisbane Raw versus Perth Glory. Perth. Uh, yeah, Perth have been looking very good besides Sturridge, of course. But yeah, I'm going to have to see with uh, Perth. Yeah, Perth. Um, and then on Sunday, we have MacArthur and Newcastle. Newcastle. That's going to be a tough one, though. I don't rate MacArthur at all. They're just a, in my view, a shit club. But um, they're doing quite well, so I will. I'm gonna have to say MacArthur. Yeah, I'll, I'll say MacArthur as well. They're getting the wins on the board at the moment. And then in the final game, we have Sydney and Wellington. Wally boys. Sydney's a joke. Sorry. Come on, Wellington. All I can say is, ever since they've signed superstar Maxi Burgess after a year off, oh, they're just absolutely flying at the moment, Sydney. So, Wellington, it is for me. Love it. Do you guys want to move Keep on to him. Around the Grounds? Yeah, l- let's do it. Do you want to take care uh, of this one? Yeah, if that's possible. Now, he's, there's, I've only got a couple of things this week, but Kevin Musket has renewed his contract as manager of Yokohama F Marinos, which is really good for him because he kind of was a bit stagnant in Australia. And to see him successful at Ange's old club, is, I think it's great. What do you guys think? Well, yeah, after the hard run at um, Belgium where he got sacked after 11-12 games, it's good to see him bouncing back, doing well, and uh, keeping on that uh, the Australian link at uh, Yokohama. Yeah, I haven't seen nothing about it, to be honest. I've been busy, occupied, so, yeah. 
That's okay. Now, on to a, a, a big one. Wellington have been talking about a big signing coming in January, and it looks like it's going to be a 26-year-old Mexican winger called Gael Sandoval. And for reference, I'm not sure who this is, and I haven't done any research, but the only Sandoval I know is Pete Sandoval, who drummed for Terrorizer and Morbid Angel. So I rate him instantly with that last name. What do you guys um, think? Is Perth going is Perth, Perth to sign um, Sturridge anytime soon? I, I don't think he's going to play. I think he's going to play like eight games a season at the moment. Sorry, um, the, no, no, by all means. Going back to uh, Sandoval, is it? Look, yeah. I, I know next to nothing about him. I've just had a quick look. It looks like he's played for essentially a range of Mexican teams. So, you know, it brings something different to the league. Pretty interesting to yeah. see him play. I'm a big fan. They they're generally typically pretty pretty solid footballers, so I'm interested to see what happens there. Scott, you look like you got something to say. No, he's frozen. Now, Sydney FC to look to be in a dire predicament with Ryan Grant recently testing positive to COVID, Barbarousas with a short term injury, and Bratton out for the season. And all they've got is Maxi Burgess and uh, Cam Sober. How do you think they're going to go, Kelsey? Look, they, I don't want to write them off. You know, at any moment they could flick a switch and end up in the, you know, finishing in the bottom, say, fifth or sixth positions. I, I don't think, though. I think I, I hope the bad run continues. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm not going to write them off. No. I think they'll still be a probably a top eight. But with the, the injuries they've got to such key people, Bratton was supposed to be – Bratton's a solid player. He's a big loss for them. Yeah. Uh, Scott, Scott, your thoughts you... on Sydney? Uh, sorry, I, I missed all that. Obviously, um, my phone's quite bad and it overheats and it, it that's obviously what the issues are. That's okay. Now, Scott, since you're back, how about we just go to Carded? Cool. Would you well, like to start? I, I Yeah. My red card automatically goes to the referee that yellow carded Sam Kerr. She did the right thing. She dropped him. He was on the fit. He was on the pitch. He was in the wrong. She just helped security out. That's all she was doing. Fancy getting taken out by a girl. That's that's even hilarious. I rate Sam Kerr. I genuinely think she should be like, like she's a national icon for me personally. Like I, I, I classic, she's a great role model. Legend. Yeah. Look, so I'm going to have it. My my red card is to the referee of the Women's FA Cup final for not giving Sam Kerr a red card and her single-handedly destroying my team, Arsenal. Um, I hope that ref uh, gets what's coming to him. (laughs) That's a hot take. Uh, My red card is for Paramount Plus for the cock-up with the Alex Tobin medals during the WeWork vs. Raw game. But on that same note, I think uh, Paramount Plus and the 10 play setup is getting better. Uh, it is a bit of a confusing thing with the game being across multiple platforms, and I think they need to iron that out. Pause, rewind, all that jazz needs to happen. But I really like the picture quality versus KO, which was... It wasn't always 720p. Like, KO is piss weak quality-wise. There are issues, but... I think it's better video quality. That's for me is a, a big one. I Scott, I know the differ with that one. I've had I can't get anything but shit with Paramount. 
Look, I love the advertisement that Channel 10 and Paramount are putting on through the A-League, mm. and it's absolutely fantastic. They just need to fix everything else up, the, the most important things. But, yeah, I, I, I've only got blurry, a lot of blurry shit from watching our games. Yeah. It could be the way you're using it, though. Like, I'm using it through – I've got uh, the Google TVs, and they're, they're, they're amazing to use. Um, and I've got that in majority of the rooms in the house, and they work great. And in the, because I've also got a Samsung TV because Samsung doesn't have a native app. Shout out Crossbar Capers. They were talking about this two weeks ago. Um, and a lot of native apps are horseshit. I'd uh, really check out Crossbar Capers. We love those guys. Great podcast. But uh, yeah, I've had no issues with going through a Foxtel TV box or the Google TV box. The Samsung doesn't have an app for it, which is a bit, bit shit. But you can yeah, access it, it through Amazon Prime now. You can access it through, but that's a Samsung problem. Like that's, yeah, yeah. But then you're talking about you need to get Amazon. You need to get all these other apps to get get this, and it should be pretty simple. Put it on ten. The thing is, I don't think, I don't think Foxtel was available. Like Ko wasn't available straight off the bat on my Samsung TV. So it um, counted that speed never, too. Yeah, I've always had No, when time. I when I had first got my TV, I don't think it had the KO app. Happy to be wrong, but that's I I've think I've always come, had it. So Yeah. Um but yeah, Paramount's been, been for using... almost a year now. Well, that's in this country. It's also in the US, so you'd think it would be available, but that just shows the limited platform that is native operating systems on some televisions. Well, Android yeah, I've all the way. Using... Um, I'm, I've been using my phone and just simply Chromecasting it to my TV and I've had no issues so far. That's just my experience though. Yeah. That's, that'll differ because that relates to your, your internet usage and stuff like that. You okay, Scott? Apparently Scott has, uh, left for the evening. Because, uh, that about a... wraps us up. Yeah, that's that's us for the week. Don't forget to check us out on social media for up to date. Where uh, no, Scott's no, Scott's out of frame. Is Scott getting pizza? Scott, where are you... you there, Scott? Oh, I think we lost Scott. Uh, yeah, but that's uh, us for the week. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, review. Oh, that's a nice office, buddy. And all west aren't we? All west aren't we?